Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time that be, may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rama's Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac. On a wonderful June afternoon, it's actually June the 10th we're recording this program, 91 degrees outside, beautiful day here in Oklahoma. And it's hot in Granny's Attic, just, it's, for, it's, few, yeah. just for reference point. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are sweating up here in Granny's Attic. Um, you know, I, I guess our, our AC is not keeping up with the, what it should be, but, you know, we are in the attic. Yeah, we are in the yeah. attic. Now, literally, guys, we're not really in an attic, all right? We're, we're, we're in a recording yeah, studio. Everybody's saying Chevy Chase, Christmas vacation, we're in the attic. No. <laughs> it's the nicest attic ever. <laughs> it's probably the cleanest attic ever, even though there is junk around here. Yeah, it has improved since yes. we began last last fall. Yes. we're. The reason we call it Granny's Attic is because when we first walked in here, there was all kinds of stuff all over the place. I'm like, yeah, we're going to record the podcast there. And we had, I think, risers, and we had organs not talking about body organs we had actually <laughs> literally church organs and and leslie's whatever you know something and we still have all kinds of obsolete sound equipment around here we got we got a keyboard laying there sideways up back there and all kinds of other things but it's it's getting better we even have some sound soap now on the walls sound soap but not 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 really on the walls it's just against the it's wall propped against the wall yeah but you know, it is what it is. Hey, at least we have a place to record. Yeah. And I guess we're socially distanced even. And we are. <laughs> Not because we believe in that. It's because we don't want to have mic bleed. Mic bleed. Mic that's... bleed. You know, we, we don't want you on my mic and, and me on your mic. Yeah, because that's how you catch stuff. <laughs> that's how you catch stuff <laughs> with mic bleed. <laughs> All right. Once again, we'd love to hear from our listeners. You can email us, podcast at rhema.org. Rhema spelled R-H-E-M-A. Um, dot org podcast org and let us know how much you like the program or if you don't like the program you can let us know that as well we've got a few people who have told us that <laughs> <laughs> yeah this yeah. is definitely not faith seminar of the air duly noted yeah you know faith seminar of the air doesn't even exist anymore it's yeah. it's it's called Rayma for, Rayma today. Rayma for today now yeah. i've uh, been listening this week yeah that's uh, to some little bit yeah i actually renamed it mm-hmm. um so we we wanted to have a new new name so Rayma for the day you know it's the word for the day Amen. Also, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram at Rama Podcast. And we, like I said, you can write us there or you can comment and you can make mean, you can give us mean emojis, whatever you want to do. <laughs> it's fine. But, you know, we, we, we do love our listeners, especially the, you guys in India. 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 Yeah. We're the most popular country besides the United States is India. And we are on India's number one streaming site. I think you call it Ghana. It's G A A N A. And that's where most people listen to us in India. So I had some students take me for Indian food right before graduation. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was good. Indian food, so yeah. a, lot, a lot of curry. A lot of curry, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, so, you know, you, um, if you guys here in India want to send some food across, across <laughs> the pond, I mean, you know, you can, you, you, can, you can do that. Anyway, we are privileged once again to have Joe Dunnick with us. Um, you know, last podcast, Joe talked about his experience and, and how him and his wife Amy ended up at Rama and how it, it, it changed their life. And, and so today we're going to talk about what happened after Rama. So, so Joe, once again, it's good to have you with us on the program. And, you know, um, you know, last program was awesome. I, I found out some stuff about you that I didn't even know. Yeah, me too. And we're pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I, I just got to say, I'm a Dunnick fan. I, I, yeah. um, maybe we start a, start an email address for that. You know, I'll be the fan club president but no, the dunnicks are amazing people 
Yeah, and something else I'm, gonna, oh, I'm actually going to ask you between podcasts. I'll just ask you on the air. It's fine. So, so did you know any Kurt Pavrud's family since you guys are pretty close in that that area? Um, I mean, I know obviously you knew Kurt when you came here to Rama, but Actually, we did. So Kurt's dad yeah. uh, pastored a small church uh, close in, to our area. So he was also infected by the word of faith <laughs> and uh, started a little uh, a, a, a church that we would attend sometime in the summers. And uh, oh, I would guess, I don't know, Scandinavian. I don't know yeah. what, what, exactly what it was, but he'd say, I'll praise the Lord forevermore. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, so we knew that we knew their family before um, that. And Kurt is about the age of my the brother older than me so we knew him from athletics and stuff even though we weren't in the same conference yeah. uh, we we knew knew some of their family that way so. it's amazing how things intertwine yeah. through rama in our lives because years later would be kirk's niece came after she graduated with, from rama came to work for me when i pastored in kentucky hmm. yeah and so, and, and so uh, for those um kurt Pavarud, um, worked at Raymond for a long, long time. I think he came to Raymond in 1977, I believe, is whenever they came to Raymond, somewhere around that time. And and um, his wife, Anita, actually um, was, she worked at, at our house. Um, when, when she was a, a student, she would she would help clean the house. But really, the more she would babysit my sister and I, pick us up from school. And, and then, you know, Kurt and Anita came, you know, became kind of like our, our older brothers and sisters. And whenever my parents would go out of town, they would, they would stay at our house and watch some, um, my sister and I. And so, and Kurtz, you know, actually was a mechanic by trade and ended up being over the mechanic's garage here at Rama. Then was over our whole maintenance operation until he retired, I guess, last year or two years ago, something like that. A couple so, years, I think. Yeah. So now he's lives in a fifth wheel and travels the country and does whatever he wants to do. I mean, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, and so in, anyway, but Kurt and Nita, they're, they're wonderful people. I yeah. mean, you know, they're, They've been a blessing to our family, and and, and I knew they're from that area because um, whenever we did do a a meeting there in Wilmer, I mean, Kurt's dad was was there, and I knew that they were from from the area. So I mean, um, so um, yeah, I can barely remember. I think my dad did the meeting there. I think it was my grandfather. I think it was my 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 father that we we went up there on a tour. We were doing one nighters, um, and. Ended up in Wilmer, Minnesota. Yeah, well, it's funny. Well, Jim Caseman started a church up there okay. and uh, first started meeting in the Holiday Inn in Wilmer. So now we started attending a church when we were young people in a Holiday Inn. That was a little crazy, too. <laughs> that no, was no, no stained glass windows or anything like that. And funny, just this weekend, um, we were we were up in Minnesota and had uh, my my son's wife's family did a wedding reception for them. So we were meeting all different people and my son's wife's aunt came up to us and said, you know what? Back years ago, I went to the word of faith church in Wilmer, Minnesota. Wow. And your brother was one of the first, one of the first speakers ever here. So we're talking early early 80s and wow. um, but she's just talking about you know how, how she had prayed and all this type of thing and she said when when i found out that my little shay was was dating you know and then engaged to your, your son i didn't know who he was but i they said you know your last name and they said oh what family oh oh they're a godly family <laughs> so they're they all excited so a really small world yeah. for sure wow wow yeah. and, and for those that haven't listened to the last program you know Joe's from 
Minnesota. What was the name of your, of your hometown again? It's called Prinsburg. Prinsburg. Yep. And, um, and at our little cafe when I was young, we actually had Prinsburgers. Prinsburgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a little scary, isn't it? So. <laughs> All right. So last program, we talked about going to Raymond and how much it meant to you. And, and uh, you know, let, let's talk about what happened after Raymond when you guys graduated and uh, I guess you graduated before your wife. You know. Yeah, so um, so I was in second year, and kind of during my first year, right when I came here, I said, uh, I think I'm supposed to set apart this time for training. So I took a, like a job, and I said, I'm, I'm going to have to be here 8 to 5, however that works. So what I did is I went over to the Prayer and Healing Center and said, you need a volunteer here? And um, within about a week, I had an office. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, because I just said, well, I'll be on call for, for doing the prayer phone line. So if you ever can't get anybody in, I'll be here and I'll just stay here. So I just spent my afternoons um, in the prayer and healing auditorium, watching videos, praying, doing that and answering the phone. So I did that and, and I just had it on my heart. Maybe I'm supposed to do something in the, in the area of healing or all of that. So now we get through and I'm in my second year. And I'm just about ready. I think I, I, I was going to say auditioned. I applied for um, to be an usher in prayer school or, or healing school. And just when that was coming to be, somebody at Rame here contacted me and said, hey, I know you have a business background. Um, we're looking for somebody to, to head up some things with the Word Partner Club. And I said, uh, Word Partner Club, okay. And I had heard about that because Brother Hagen had just started. And what actually what he had done is he announced it. And then we figured out what to do with it. <laughs> that happens a lot around here. Yeah. <laughs> so we had thousands and thousands of people who were going to be Word Partner Club members. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? So, and what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what, what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how, do you, how are you going to have this super close relationship with us? So I hired 14 students. This is during my second year. And rather than becoming an usher for healing school... I started working afternoons and weekends. I hired 14 students, and we started calling the Word Partner Club members. And we set up an area on campus actually across 71st Street and put in all these phone lines and, and started calling Word Partner Club members and just telling them what you mean, what, what you mean to us, how, how valuable your gifts are and things like that. And, and so we, we go through the spring, and I get to the grad, graduation time of my second well, year. Hang on for a minute. Yep. For you guys that are out there listening, if you want to – Learn more about the Word Partner Club. We yeah. still have that going on. If you go to rayma.org slash WPC, I believe, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find out about the Word Partner. And word, the Word Partners are an exclusive group. That's what Brother Hagen would always say. Um, uh, of individuals that partner with us. And, you know, we partner with them. And, you know, obviously the biggest thing, first of all, you, you, you need to pray for us. I mean, you know, we'll pray for you. But secondly, you support us on, on a monthly basis. And I believe our average gifts are like $10 a month. It's not like, you, you know, we want to break the bank, but, you know, just to be there to, to help support. Um, and actually the word partner club is what, you know, pays our our basically keeps our tuition very low here at 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 the ministry in fact um we are found out that we are america's most affordable bible college hmm. um i believe the cost to go to rama for for a whole year is like three thousand one hundred dollars for the whole year that's including all the fees all the books all the you know everything so you know you know Raymond's a two-year school so that's six thousand two hundred dollars for for two years of training and what's even amazing is there are other colleges that take our college credits and you can get like 30 hours of college credit, you know, and so our credit hour, I guess, I think works out to like $75 a credit hour or something like that. 
Um, some of these colleges, their credit hours like three hundred dollars a credit hour. So you know, one of the cheapest ways to go to college is to come to Rama first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but we're a partner club, um, Rama.org/slash/wpc. Yes. And that's how Joe first started. You know, when I first you know kind of really got to know Joe, he was over the War Partner Club. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and it was a you know interesting and great experience to as a student to be calling people who are supporters of the ministry who are helping pay for my tuition and and those types of things and uh and and just doing that and it's was very interesting and then you know got to the end of the year and we kind of called called everybody and uh getting ready for graduation and i'm just kind of going hmm what's next and and you know the person who was over at me at the ministry here said hey uh we actually want to put you on full time, you know, with the word partner club, we'd like you to, to head up the oversight of that and things. And I'm just like, mm, no, <laughs> said, uh, uh, you know, and I, I'm doing this, I'm helping out it's business, but if I'm going to do business, let me go someplace where I can make a bunch of money and I'll give it all to the Lord. <laughs> but if I'm going to do business, let me go and do it with my family. So I was kind of, no, I, I don't think I want to do that. So that summer, uh, we finished up school. We had a baby on the 4th of July, that baby that was a God gift Mm -hmm. by faith. And uh, in about the middle of August, I headed over to Uganda for six weeks, again, traveling with my brother. And we traveled and ministered over there because I said, no, I'm not going to work business at a ministry. No, I didn't. That's not what I signed up for. So I went away and went away, came back, and now it's you know, sometime in September. And here's my great leading of the Lord for my life. All that I could get was that I didn't have peace to leave. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it wasn't, you know, you're going to transform the world by staying at Rama. It was, I, I didn't have peace to leave. And as but, we but, went but a little, you know, Brother Hagen used to say sometimes he goes as much by what he doesn't say than right. what he does say. He yeah, said, that's do, great. do you have that piece? That's great for Brother Hagen to say. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you you want you know we want something to say that's a little more dramatic. You know, you yeah, got you all these be, you know, hit on the head with something like yeah, with an apple. You got all these people graduating with business cards and you know and yeah. four point plans and visions and all I have is I don't have peace to leave here, and. Um, and then, and then anything else that I could get was kind of two parts. One, help Brother Hagen. So I'm thinking, okay, what what does that look like? And I'm, oh, Word Partner Club. That's something on his heart. It's it's helping the ministry here. It's okay, help Brother Hagen and receive further training. Okay, <laughs> how slow am I? Well, since that time, that was in uh, f- fall of '89. Since that time, I've made what, 31, 32 one-year commitments. <laughs> and I'm still, I still am on help Brother Hagen and receive further training. So I'm, uh, I'm still in there, and, and we've been here since that time. And uh, the Lord has been so good to, to walk us into things and I think put us in places where we could, we could help, in, if, if in a sense, Brother Hagen, but really it's helping the message, helping the Word of God, help, helping do what God wants to get done on the planet. It just happens to be regionally and doctrinally and personally affiliated with this place we call Rama. And so, so I said, okay, fine. I'll work in the Word Partner Club. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> and started doing it. I'll do business you know, in a situation where I'm not in charge. And, you know, probably don't have an opportunity to make a significant financial return. And uh, so we started that. And then we became, you know, we were approached to be teachers in, in school of the Bible. It's like, 
okay, there's more training. So I had opportunity to do that. And then uh, we were here for a couple of years. And then uh, I just, you know, some things were stirring in our heart in the area of missions. And I did something that I probably don't advise anybody else to do, but I wrote a letter. I remember the letter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, wrote, I wrote it to Brother Hagen and to your dad and said, here's some things on our heart in the area of ministry and missions. Don't know if that's on your heart for here to do at Rama. Don't know if we're supposed to do it here. Not asking for a job, but just saying, hey, you know what? We've been here students a couple of years. We've been here, you know, volunteering and working on staff now for a couple of years. You've seen our lives. Um, we have some things to do in the area of, of missions. This is from a family that's never done any missions, and I don't really know what it looks like. You know, I've, <laughs> I've, done, some, I've done some international travel and things like that. But I wrote that letter probably not expecting to get a response. And, Which is usually half what happens when you write your letters. <laughs> well, I didn't know it then. It was just an expectation. <laughs> but um, like the next day, your dad came down to shipping and receiving where I was sharing an office with somebody else. And he kind of, you know, cleared somebody else off and he got, you know, started talking to me and he goes, hey, we got some things we want, you know, we want to do here. So, yeah, you can, you can, because I, I basically said, I don't know if they're here or someplace else, but I think we're going to move towards doing them. And he's like, don't leave. <laughs> we got some stuff here. And, uh, and he, he said, you know, can you oversee our short-term missions trips? I said, sure. So that was 91. So been doing that since then, overseeing our short-term mission trips with the church here and with the school, great opportunities, taking people around the world, getting a taste, uh, having things. Craig, you, you've led trips before. We've had different pastoral staff and instructors and things lead trips. I just do that to, so we can get the infection and the addiction into all, all these other, Tony, you've led, you've led a trip. So yeah. I put all these guys, I sent Tony to Mexico and now all he wants to eat is tortillas all the time. So actually, I, I believe it's a wonderful experience. I mean, I know on yeah. the trips that I've led, you know, I've made the students go out and, you know, and, and it's just, I'm so proud of them, mm-hmm. you know, to, oh, to, wa- yeah. to watch them minister and watch them step out of their comfort zone and, you know, do things that they've never done before. I mean, in, in fact, um, there was, trip to Columbia, we actually, we had a teaching. I, I actually, some, some, they were a little discouraged about some things because I was teaching a lot in the school and they were going out and I wasn't really getting to see what was going on. And so we had a, a talk about ministering, you know, how we, we minister. So the next day they go out and they were praying for people and they, they weren't even thinking about catching anyone. No one's going to fall into the power. <laughs> so, but but at, they, they put into practice what I taught them. Said so everyone they touched, they, they kept falling on the power. They had to make sure they had something to catch them. <laughs> I mean, they were just amazed how things has changed just, you know, just by simply basically my, my point was is not thinking you're trying to do anything let god work mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know and and because they switched their thought and, and that's one of my because it's it's really awesome because you can watch them and you can teach mm-hmm. you know because you know when you see them, you know an example and you can see their frustration and they we had some question time and that's one actually one of my favorite things i've actually done mm-hmm. um is mission trips with with the students so. so based on that, I think we I got a new trip leader yeah. next year. <laughs> so, but yeah, awesome experiences where you get to take take students there to different places and go work with Rama graduates who are doing something out there that they got equipped to do while they were here. And so that was kind of exciting. But then your dad said another thing. He said, yeah, and we want to do tent meetings in small town Oklahoma. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm looking at him going, huh. 
I, I just saw the tent in the warehouse the other day, yeah. by the way. Really? And um, so I, I, I kind of said, um, yeah, um, hmm, I'll have to pray about that. Because <laughs> so, I didn't know. I'm like, tent meetings. Okay, I'm from Minnesota. I've never seen a tent meeting. Yeah, I've yeah. never rolled in the straw. I've, <laughs> I've never done that. I've never seen people run around. I've never, you know, never, I've not been raised with Oral Roberts. I've not been raised with all these different people who that's, that was not my part of my background. And, and he says that, and I, I go and tell Amy, I said, yeah, it, you know, that letter I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> that had to do with missions. Yeah. So he wants us to do short term missions. So he's like, Oh, cool. And he wants us to, um, uh, do outreach in Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. And <laughs> don't have peace to leave help brother Pagan, you know and receive further training <clears throat> so that year was 92 and so i went and bought that tent <laughs> miami missionary tent in miami oklahoma and uh researched and found out wow there's a place just down the road that actually makes missionary tents and contacted volunteers and that summer we did 11 tent meetings so I'm, um, I'm a young guy. I'm like 26, 27 years old by now. I've um, got two kids. They're like three and five. Well, maybe I'm 28, 28. I don't know about that. And, um, no, I'm 30 cause it's 92. All right. I'm 30 years old. My wife's 30. We got two little kids. I'm working full time here and we're doing tent meetings. <laughs> so we put together two worship teams and Amy oversees that we get 300 volunteers. And that first summer, we did 11 meetings. So you set up the tent on Saturday. You run the meeting Sunday through Wednesday. You tear it down on Thursday. We did 11 of those that summer, <clears throat> straight wow. through the summer while we're working full time. So I'm yeah. working full time during the day. But on the weekends, I go and did Sundays before each tent meeting. So that's 11 weekends spiced in there. If they wanted day meetings, I did them all. <laughs> yeah. and, and we had 44 cliff Cliff was one of them. We had 44 different student and employee volunteers who were the preachers. So wow. we had a different one every night, and, and I kind of emceed it. And I'm 30, and I don't know diddly anyway. <laughs> and and if, if they don't do an altar call, I do an altar call. If they don't pray for the sick, we find a way to pray for the sick. And those meetings, those were before we had a lot of that stuff here, and we... Uh, I, I was so glad because not one member of the pastoral staff ever came to one meeting that summer <laughs> because some nights were just holy quiet. And I know if I, I for sure enough, pastor would have come that night and said, this ain't what a tent meeting supposed to be. Like. <laughs> but he hadn't been there the night before where it was, you know, we blew out the town, you know, we're in the town square. These pastors picked where, where they wanted to ha have it. And some of the pastors loved the meeting during the week, but they didn't like the cafe stories the next week when um, the, <laughs> the mm. tent meeting was associated. But we had, um, you know, like I said, 300 volunteers, 44 different ministers two different worship teams and we had anywhere from a quiet holy everybody on their face to wilder than you've ever seen a, a service at rama bible church and that was really before that was before we had those kind of meetings here and we're out there i'm not doing nothing i just got i've just got a hold of the reins going dear jesus where where's where's this where's this thing going and um but again talk about training and opportunity to see God move through just 
Uh, the same thing like a short-term trip where you have people who are, you know, don't have a whole bunch of experience and things like that, but just trusting the Lord and doing it. So, so we did those for a couple of years and, you know, and moving along and, um, just, just an amazing experience watching, watching people who had, you know, sat in Rhema classes and now they see it come into life through their mouth, through their, mm-hmm. through the laying on of their the hands. Little JT. It, yeah, it was. I got in on the tail end of that before we finally quit with it hmm. on the, on the tent teardown crew yeah and kelly went to kellyville and helped, yeah. helped pack it all up and bring it back home it, it's hot in those tents yeah. in the summer brother yeah. and i got my kids they're like you know two and four and they're with us every night we're driving back and forth you know we're, we're somewhere within if we are four hours away we stayed yeah. but if we're two hours away we're back and Come forth on. and i'm yeah. in the office during the day and and you know jump, jumping on the bus you know we're taking a bus of you know 50 volunteers each night uh to come and kind of transform these little Oklahoma towns. So great, great experience. Pretty so amazing. so got to, I got to do that where I thought I had to do mm-hmm. that. Um, amazing experience. And, and then, you know, kind of made some adjustments here at the ministry, still doing business, still doing Word Partner Club, um, oversaw our wholesale and book distribution um, for some years, and then um, had the opportunity, and I actually still have this opportunity. I oversee our foreign our foreign translations, so um, the the books were in over a hundred different languages, and get to get to see what that is. And for me, that was very exciting. In '94, I started doing that because I heard Brother Hagen say in the later stages of my ministry, one of the major impacts is mm-hmm. going to be through the printed page. The printed page, yeah. yeah, and it fit with that simple message of help Brother Hagen. You know, which means help the message that he was carrying. So got you know got to do that, and you know then we went on. I was teaching a little bit in the school, and then I'm looking at a, at the school and went, you know what? We have people going out, and you know early years, lots of people going out and pioneering churches and things like that. There was a, a very pioneery thrust at Rama, and then um, started to be a little bit more missions things, and and what we saw was uh, some you know wonderful people going out. Uh, going to do missions internationally and coming home in three months, coming home six months, coming home in a year with their tail between their legs and never coming back for homecoming, never coming Mm. back to this campus because what they, you know, advertise, I'm called to the nations. I'm going to do this thing. I've prayed out the plan. I've done it all. Uh, They found some of them found themselves not, you know, not being able to fulfill that. So the assumption was probably that, you know, maybe we're not called, maybe we miss God, maybe something. And, and in my heart it was, uh, you know, I think these are really called people. And I think maybe some of the problem is on our side. You know, we had, we had a one year school. We said, you know, this better be a two year school. And, you know, I, I actually, you know, shared for a couple of years, just intermittently going, you know what? Um, these people are going cross-cultural. These people are going to different lands, different looks, different flavors, styles, all those. Um, I think we need to find a, 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 a school that we can endorse to send them to. You know, <laughs> they can go get our two years of doctrine and then get some practical instruction. We need a, a school we can endorse or do something here. And uh, I never got a big response to that. Uh, but it was just, you know, I'm doing international travel. I, I'm... Uh, by that time, I'm RMEI uh, missions director, so I'm traveling internationally. I've seen our missionaries. We're doing alumni fellowships, and I'm just like, yeah, we, we need a little help here. How are we going to do it? And and then um, 
Then one August, Tony Cook came into my office and said, yeah, Joe, um, you may have heard we're starting a mission school. <laughs> and th- this was uh yeah the the missions director did not know about this but um i'm not in charge of the world and uh but he said uh, and i just asked um pastor and mrs hagan uh if we, you know we can have you be the director this is august we started september yeah <laughs> you can't you know yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's how we do things here, and, right? and, and that's where i went i, I said um hmm. you know i I had this idea, but you know, I, I said, do you want to ruin faculty introductions forever? He looked at me, what, what do you mean? I said, well, at faculty introductions, we always pride ourselves in people teach pastors how to pastor who've already pastored. <laughs> yeah. And I said, you're going to have a, a person teaching missions who knows nothing, has never lived on the field, has never done anything like that. I said, you're going to ruin faculty introductions forever. I said, and then I said to Tony, I said, you know, um, actually, you know, that's an interesting idea, but what I'd really like to do, (laughs) yeah, I I say things like this. I said, what I really would like to do is be involved in the international realm of Bible training colleges around the world. He's like, oh, okay. Well, we're not asking you to do that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he said, so you, be, you better pray about this because I already asked Pastor and Mrs. Hagan. And, um, and I'm like, oh, wow. And um, I went home and I told Amy, I said, yeah, you know that idea of having that mission school that I was real gung-ho about? And I, I just may have got out of the frying pan into the fire here. You know, <laughs> We're starting. And, um, and actually, you know, some people have put some outlines of curriculum together but i i think i i'm in charge and i still don't have peace to leave how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking okay fine i mean if they think i'm supposed to do this and they think i can do this uh, i'll do it for a year maybe maybe to uh, write great procedures and give it to someone who's competent you know, so, someone who could do this well, someone who has life experience and things like that. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, if you want me to do it, sure. Um, so I, I didn't change any of my other jobs. I kept my other jobs and then started. <laughs> That's what we do here, right? yeah. <laughs> we, we add jobs. Yeah. <laughs> we, it was a, yeah, it, it was additional. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking, well, I'm not qualified for this, and here it comes. And we do that first year, and... Well, you know, I look around, there's nobody else to direct the school for the next year. I get in the second year, and that first one was in 1999. <laughs> so we're, we're, over, we're over 20 years now. I mean, basically the mission school, which uh, a lot of people out there who are, you know, we're early graduates, don't even know we have a mission school. And now we've had a mission school, plus a lot of the other third-year ministry training programs, about half as long as we've ever had Rama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and true. so it's perspective. Yeah, so it's very interesting. But for me, it's just been uh, been an amazing opportunity, and it is the favorite thing I do. And wow. it's you know we've got you know this last year we had eight students. You know we've had up to twenty five, but it's a small number. It's very interactive. It's it's real hands on. 
Um, students go on a four to six week internship in the spring of the year. Uh, in the fall of the year, they do a, a survival course. Yeah, they go out and they survive. Mm-hmm. They're out with a out with somebody and you know learning survival skills, things that could help them if they were in um, some kind of natural disaster where they not only have spiritual wisdom but they have some natural wisdom. And it's been a it's been an amazing experience to watch uh, watch the students each year. And for me, um, they get a lot of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a big chunk of the year that I'm teaching three hours every day. And if I'm not teaching, I'm there. So basically September to May, I am, I am in this on the second floor of the library from eight thirty to noon every day. Um, I'm either teaching, teaching all the hours or when we have guests in and different things like that. But it's just, it's just been an amazing experience and it is the favorite thing that, that I get to do. And it's where I feel most productive and it's not because now i've been an international minister but i found out that i've worked with hundreds of missionaries over the years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i probably i probably have a broader perspective than any single missionary that's good who yeah. has their calling yeah. in the region of the world that they've done it so you get a little even though it's in incredibly exceptional and productive it's probably a little more narrow than what i've been able to see working with people on every continent um, hundreds of them with varying callings and things. So not that I have all the answers, but I, I have a way to um, help the students digest when they see somebody who's up there talking and they go, oh, that's a real missionary. Yeah. So I must not be one. <laughs> yeah. But then the next week there's somebody else and goes, oh, wait, that's a real missionary, but I'm still not one. But by the end of the year, we find out they they have a call and a position and a gracing to fill their place in the body of Christ, whether that's international, whether that's cross-cultural or wherever. But by the time they're done, even if they find out I'm not called to long-term cross-cultural ministry, they do find out that they have a significant place and a responsibility in the body of Christ, and they're gifted to do it. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And actually, we just had the hot Hatterballs on the program mm. um, a few weeks ago, yeah, and um, they were telling us that you know, the training that they got in the mission school, especially when they went to the ranch and what, what do you guys call that? Eclectic stand. <laughs> Eclectic yeah, stand. It's cu- cultural yeah. immersion weekend, but we change yeah. Rama ranch into a foreign country. Yeah. yeah. And they said, you know, when they had the bomb there in Beirut that went off, you know, it, it, it's, um, Julie was talking about how she was with a, a group of ladies, was, you know, they were all freaking out and said, you know, the first thing she learned is, is to not panic. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, so many things that she learned kicked in, you mm. know, at, at that point. And then, and then obviously then being able to minister to people who, you know, their homes are devastated and things like that. Just, you know, and she, she really credits the, te- the, the, the teaching at the, at the mission school. And for those of you that are listening out there, Rama is a, a two-year program with a third-year option. Actually, some people go th- three and four years or whatever. Um, you know, Rainbow Bible Training College, rbtc.org. The first two years, we norm- most people go what they, we call general ministry or, or ministry fundamentals, and then you take a third-year option, whether it be pastors, missions, music, or maybe third-year biblical studies or, or student, uh, ministries. student ministries. 
helps Itinerary ministry, you know, helps. Yes. And so, so just to kind of let you guys know, and then Joe is, is over the, the mission school, you know, being missionary Joe, we call him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but if you want to go to rbtc.org, you can find out more information about Rama. You can give us your information and we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you about Rama, set up a, a time, maybe you can come to campus and visit us. But like I said, the mission school, um, I, I believe that we've done a way better job training people in, in these last 20 years, that, that they're more ready, you know, when, you know, so we probably have less people going on the mission field and, and coming back after three months, you know, all discouraged, correct? Yeah, that's true. And we don't, you know, we don't, we don't try to make anybody a missionary. We don't try to sell them on the idea that yeah. you've got to be a missionary because there's people dying and going to hell. But we are there if people feel like they have a calling yeah. to long-term cross-cultural ministry we can help you do that. And, um, you know, the, the reality is, is Jesus never came to mission school. <laughs> you know, the apostle Paul never came to mission school. Those guys did. Okay. But the, you know, but there's some people who, if you give a, this additional help, uh, they will make it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our year is warning sign, warning sign, bridge out ahead, alert, pay attention. And what we found and, and the testimony that we've received from our students who have then gone to the mission field is they feel how they have transferred to there and then got, got going. Um, they're bumping into people who are, you know, been there four or five years and are running into problems and challenges that we talked about in school. Hmm. And so they aren't, it's not like they aren't going to have any challenges, but they go, Oh, um, there's a road out. Yeah. There's a, there's a pothole. Whoop, yeah. There's a, there's a warning sign here and an awareness of things. So we don't more call them. We don't more gift them, but, uh, they're able to be more equipped. Um, you know, naturally, practically and supernaturally, um, you know, I, I, you know, when I interview the students, I interviewed a young person today who's thinking about coming to school. And I just tell them, mission school is incredibly practical. And, of course, what goes off on their mind is, okay, you teach us how to get plane tickets and visas and, <laughs> and eat, eat funky food, you know, with different kinds of you know, utensils. And I'm like, no, practical is spirit, soul, body. Mm-hmm. Practical is being in control of your emotions. Practical is knowing how to believe for healing. Because if, if you can't believe for healing and there is not a doctor close, it's impractical because you're, you're going to heaven. You're leaving yeah, the mission should, field. Yeah. So when I talk about practical, I'm, I'm not just talking about in contrast to, you know, to supernatural. I'm talking about this is how to live. This is how to not have your emotions be the driving force of your life, but to be the cheerleader in your life. Because we love emotions. Emotions are very good unless they're in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so practical training and a lot of things we do with them is we challenge them pretty quite a bit. Um, academically, it's a, it's a, a definite push um, for some people. But um, when they're done, you know, and, and, and I, I have no problem bragging on the school i mean we do tons of evaluations but at the end of the year we do a big one and this year we just had eight students and um rating one to five on your overall experience and how well you feel prepared for long-term cross-cultural ministry there were eight all eight of them put a five or a five plus yeah and and that's you know that's that's part of part of rhema it's not 
you know, it's not separate from Rama. It, it's part of what we do here, and uh, you can't have five plus if they don't go to, through first and second year and get that foundation in the Word right. and, yeah. and get a life established in faith. And, 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 and we do want to have more than eight students, but we also do want to keep it kind of small because we want to be able to in-depth be able to train. The, and, you know, if, if the numbers get too big, it's kind of hard to, to really train them for for missions, but not only that is they they have to do an, an overseas internship too. So that you know that's a whole other thing. And you know, you know they're not staying at the Hilton right whenever they're overseas. You know, you know. <laughs> it, it's very interesting because it, it's it's different because we are not uh, we do not train for primitive missions. Yeah. All right. You you could you could train that way and say hey everybody's got to go to the jungle, but we train for for missions around the world so if they go to switzerland they're probably not sleeping in a tent but if they go to the jungles of panama you know it's it's you probably don't have air conditioning so mm-hmm. they go to all different venues and and even this year with the challenge of covid and everything like that um, all but one student went on their internship this spring wow. and that's because that person really has it on their heart to go to the philippines and the philippines is not open yet so they'll be going as soon as it opens they're going to go but we since had students go to iraq Lebanon, uh, Mexico, and I can't remember. <laughs> now, yeah. um, Julie was telling us she went on the trip to there to the jungle of Panama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julie so, did. So <laughs> interesting. People say, well, how do you decide where they go on their internship? And, and students, when I'm interviewing I, I, I've always wondered that too, actually. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> Inside line here. Um, yeah, they... The students ask, you know, how, you know, do we get to pick where to go and things like that? And I'll go, um, no. <laughs> but I said, this is what we'll do in orientation. Can, they, can they write a letter to you and ask? Oh, yeah, they, hey, they, they hey, can, they hey, can hey, ask. Hey, Joe, I really can't. I'm just yeah, kidding. They, no, no, they can and they do. Um, but they say, you know, how do you pick? I said, well, this is what we're going to do. At the start of the year, we're going to talk about the internship. And we're going to say, we're gonna, we want your internship to be a cross between a short-term mission trip which is usually real heavy on ministry opportunities. You preach, pray, prophesy, lay hands on anything that moves. You transform a nation in four days. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's a cross between that and slavery. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you're, you're just going to help. But I said that what I want and the reason we do it for four to six weeks is because you can hold your breath for five days. Mm-hmm. You can just push through, but when it gets to be a month, you got to start living. And I said, I want you to experience life and I want you to experience not, not life in the pulpit. That would be like someone comes, I wonder what it's like to live in Tulsa. And they came to camp meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or I wonder what it's like to work at Rama, and they just came to camp meeting. Well, that's what it's like a little bit when you go on a short term trip. That's not the full life because the bus, who, why did the bus show up? Who had food? Who, who selected the hotel? I mean, you don't know any of that. So on the internships, you know, they, I want them to experience life. So I contact Rama graduates around the world and say, hey, are you willing to have somebody come here and work on their training with them? And so I tell the students, it's, it's not like, well, you come to school and you did all this preparation and then you, then you go out and you're a minister. I said, no, while you're in school, you better be ministering at your job. With your fellow students, yeah, I mean, it's your training, but you're ministering all of our life. You've already been to two years of Bible school. Come on, let's go. Yeah. You're, so you're mm-hmm. ministering there. But when you go on your internship, you're still living. And part of it might be ministry, but depending where you go, 
depending what your experience is and what your gifts are, you may be in a basement doing administration and designing a website. You may be stamping books. You may be painting a building, or you may be preaching four times a day. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, and, don't um, know. And I will And I'm not going to guarantee because when we started the school and thinking about the internship, there's there's kind of two ways to set one up. I could have given a list of 15 things and said, "Hey, I need our students to do all this. They need to preach at a." Oh, uh, VBS. They need to paint a building. They need to swim a river. I didn't do that. I said, you know what? We're going to go to people that we trust and we're going to say, um, here are people to work with you. Can you help? And, um, I tell our students hundred percent guarantee that you can have an awesome internship. I said, but here's how number one, go serve that host. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you do you. And I said, you know what? If everything goes perfect, I'll probably be a little disappointed. (laughs) <laughs> because that's not real life. And yeah. I want you to be able to handle difficult things. So I, I, I asked the students, I mean, is there a nation or part of the world on your heart? And they may say yes. And I say, is there a type of ministry you feel called to? So somebody may say, children, I don't care where. Someone else may say, Africa, but I don't care what. But based on that, I put, the, I put all the papers out in my room, and I pray, and I start picking places, and I call, you know, I, I email Rayma graduates, and I said, are, are you ready to take somebody? Can you take somebody? Here's our vision. Here's our call. Here, here's what we think we'd like them to do. Would you have a part in training these people? If they say, yeah, uh, yes, I can do it for that number. And currently the number's $4,500. Can you have them come for a month for $4,500 from the day they, you know, from the time they leave Tulsa till they get back? If they say yes, I say, let's go for it. And um, Julie's year, you mentioned Julie. Yeah. Uh, I was doing that that year, and usually we send one, two, three people to a location. You know, I I prefer you know, three is hard because usually then it's a fight. Yeah, it's <laughs> one is hard because Jesus sent people out two by two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that year I started setting people up to go to different locations, and I just didn't have peace. And I uh, I emailed our friends Dennis and Jeannie Cook in the Panama jungle, and I said, Dennis and Jeannie, this may be a, a weird question, but, um, you know, you've been up in Sheridan Mission School before, you know what it's like. Um, can you take 22 interns? <laughs> <laughs> and I got an email back in about three minutes. Yeah. The Lord's been dealing with us about, you know, having part of our ministry be to train people. So that year, which is the only year in over 20 years, uh, we sent all, all the students and it was a larger class. It was 22 students. We sent them all to the jungles of Panama, wow. and no one had listed Panama in their top three. <laughs> I have list top, top three, you know. Uh, no one enlisted in their top three, and I said, Jesus, help me. And um, there's several of those from that class, Julie, Julie's one of them, who are active in ministry mm-hmm. today. Mike and, Mike and Kelly Betts, you know, yeah. are, are from that class. We just, just a whole bunch of them. I don't want to start naming names and, and miss some. So... But that's how that's how we pick where they go on the internship. And you, does anybody not like it? Yeah, one guy, one one year, I, a young guy said, "Yeah, I want to go to the UK. I've been there before and things like that." And I'm kind of sending him to UK, and I go, eh, eh, eh. "Like, what's that?" I'm like, huh? I think he's supposed to go to the Philippines. I'm like, oh, <laughs> UK, Philippines? How does this fit together? And um, so we have the announcement day in class, and I say, you know, you're going here, you're going here, and I said, and, and Kenny and two other guys, you guys are going to the Philippines. And it's like the blood rushes out of his face, and 
And I always tell them, I mean, you can talk to me about anything. You can email me. You can call me. We can meet, whatever. Well, that afternoon, I got an email from Kenny. <laughs> uh, Brother Joe, you know, I really feel led. You know, I'm going to be in, be in the U.K. I'm going to do that. I've been there. I've got people to go work with. And, and I'm just, you know, I, I really don't want to make people's decisions for them. You know, I want yeah. them to be responsible. But I just, it's just like, mm, nope. And I said, well, Kenny, uh, nope. I'm good at the Philippines. And he's like, oh, man. Well, Kenny was somebody who was a behind-the-scenes guy. You know, I don't want to be in front of anything like that. Went to the Philippines. He had to preach every day. <laughs> and it was with Brother Mike Keys yeah. and that ministry there. I mean, they were they were doing crusades. They were doing ministry, preaching every day. And Kenny, the guy who was comfortable in the U.K. and comfortable behind the scenes, currently... Uh, he's been over 10 years in the UK now, and he takes his youth on short-term missions to the Philippines. To the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, there there was a situation. I mean, I, I, I like people to make their own decisions, but that was one where I just went, you know, this, this seems good to me in the Holy Ghost. And if I'm wrong, I always tell the students, hey, I can definitely be wrong here, but it won't be your fault. Um, and I hope you don't die. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of three things I want to interject here. Uh, number one, uh, and we talk about it from time to time, it comes up on the podcast. One of the things you'll learn here at Raymond Bible Training College is how to be led by the Spirit of God. Yep, yep, yep. And I hope you've, if you've, as you've been listening, you've noticed uh, Joe's leadership style. Uh, he, is, he seeks to be led by the Spirit of God. He's just given you a few examples of how that borne itself out. Uh, over time with the fruit of what's happened in these students' lives. And secondly, um, here, as far as long as we've been in existence here at Rainbow Bible Training College, uh, it's not a stretch to uh, have somebody anywhere in the world that we can pick up the phone, send an email, set up uh, these internships, because we're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then also... Before our time runs out today, I don't want to leave Joe's story hanging too too much. And let, but the one thing he also told Tony Cook he wanted to do was to be involved in our international schools, and uh, he is deeply involved. <laughs> he is he's over a third of the world. So ten, so ten years after I told Tony I don't want to do the mission school, but I want to be involved in the international schools. Ten years later, yeah. Um, Actually, in a meeting with Craig, uh, we were we were sitting in my office with other people, and Craig looked at the map and said, "Well, why yeah, don't the, you- the, the, the old map? You ever got a new map? No, no, no. I still, I, I still have a map Union that has a Soviet <laughs> Union on it. I just figured, you know, whatever. Yeah, our mission director has, has a map that has countries yeah. that are no longer in existence anymore. Uh, well, we're sitting there in the office meeting. Um, Tad Gregorich, who's a dean here, and John Grunwald was, was a director at that time over you for Rama over Europe and uh, brother Craig and myself, we were there and trying to figure out how, how to take some weight off pastor and Mrs. Hagan, as far as uh, responsibility that it was growing with the international schools. And Craig looked at the map and was like, well, why don't you got three guys do it? And, and as we're sitting there, well, T- Tad is the director over, over USA. So we go, well, why don't you go North and South of that? You take the Americas. Well, John's already, in Europe. So we thought, well, that, why don't you take that middle third of the map? So you've got, you know, Europe, Middle East, and Africa. 
they look at me. I guess you got Asia. <laughs> and so, in Australia. That's, that's yeah, a, say Asia, Australia. Oh, I, I, I guess the, technically you've been Antarctica too. I mean. The South Pacific, yeah, part of Antarctica. So that's been, uh, you know, been an incre- incredible opportunity to work with amazing people over there. And, um, yeah, t- I started this morning at 7 o'clock this morning with a Zoom call with the Continental Directors for International Ramas. So we're talking with people from from Africa, from Europe, from the Middle East, from Asia, from South America. So that was at 7 o'clock this morning. And tonight at 9 o'clock, I got a Zoom with uh, with our people in India because at 9 o'clock our time is 7.30 Friday morning um, for them there. So that's that, that will end up my day. But um, just amazing, amazing people around the world that um, are carrying the same message uh, and as strong as we do here at Rainbow Same USA. mandate, same DNA. Yep. All over the world. Yeah, it is. You know, it is amazing. And like I said, you know, e- even though Joe's technically over Asia, Antarctica, I mean, um, Australia, the uttermost parts of the earth, um, mm-hmm. he's also very heavily involved in, in our training centers all over the all over the world. And you know, it is kind of you know funny for our our stateside directors. Um, in fact, whenever we have our directors meeting, you know, they actually ask, "Well, h- how can you guys be so close?" <laughs> You know, because they're like, think we do a really good job. <laughs> and the, but the point is, that's really at that time we weren't doing a lot of Zoom and th- that kind of th- things. But we were just, you know, emailing one another, finding out what what our needs are and things like that. And just, you know, one thing that we instituted is more communication. Mm-hmm. And and you know, like like Joe, you know, said at that meeting, says Rama, you know, we've done a lot of things on accident. I mean, we just kind of accidentally spread out all over the world. Now it's time to like, you know. Get all accidents and get them all, get them all, you know, communicating to each other, you know, and it's kind of like I, I brought up, it's, it's like having Starbucks all over the world and the home office of Starbucks not even know where they exist. <laughs> I mean, and that's literally what happened. Our, our first meeting, we, we were, we had a school um, somewhere, um, one of our Peru grads, which had gone to Spain. We didn't even know where it was in Spain. <laughs> we had a missing school in Spain that. Some people have visited, and we didn't even know where it's it like, was. Where's so, Waldo? Yeah, so, <laughs> but, but we've done a better job communicating and trying to come together and be more, you know, more like, and, and it's just wonderful. And then we also have our, our every, every once in a while, every few years, we have our, our international um, homecoming. And I guess that's coming up. Coming up this coming 20, up, um, 22. In February 20, 2022, and, you know, we, we bring um, graduates and students and people from all over the world and it's an incredible time and and also you're heavily involved in, in the flag ceremony there and you know <laughs> created all that you know all the things that you know joe does a lot of things that rain but you don't even know about <laughs> he, he's he's a lot that's because i'm still in training <laughs> <laughs> and still helping brother Hagen. there you go yeah so you know there's you know people see us out speaking and things like that and teaching class or nothing man i love to have your job but you, they have no clue what we do they behind the scenes <laughs> i mean you know i mean i'm but, like but joe's another example of what god can do with a yielded life and, and, and if you're out there listening if you just get a yes down on the inside of you mm-hmm. about what god's dealing with you there is no limit to what god can do and i think you know you. going back to the last podcast the reason joe came to rama is just to learn more about the bible yeah i mean it wasn't 
it wasn't to go around the world. It wasn't to be over, you know, anybody. It wasn't to, to, to train, you know, students to, to, to be able to, to minister around the world. It was just to learn more about the Bible. Well, I didn't have a clue either when I, when I came to school. I, yeah, and I knew you, and you're getting closer every day to having a clue, Tony. I almost got a clue. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't know. All I knew it was supposed to come. And I had a student this past year stop me, and she was sincerely um, – um, disturbed because she didn't know what she was called to do. And Brother Tony, you know, I talked to some of these students, and they know, and I don't know, well, what do you do if you don't know, and, and how. I, I said, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. She said, what? And I said, I still don't know half the time. <laughs> and it just freed her. She I went mean, away I, shouting. I, I, honestly, I don't know if any of us really <laughs> no. really know. I mean, you know, you know, we're here to fulfill the mandate. Go, go. go teach, go teach faith. Yeah, go teach my people faith. That's what they, they, they you know, Brother Hagen's mandate, and that's what we're we're endeavoring to fulfill that mandate. That's right. You know, and a lot of times, I mean, you know, people think maybe I I know it all, and I don't. I mean, we're trying to hang on. I mean, you know, we're, we're I just thought you knew everything. I, am, I have no clue. Half the time. My, yeah. my dream. I, yeah. I don't know what you to know, do now. I mean, because yeah. you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the one that helps out plan the future. But you know, but, but really, people always ask, "Well, what is the future? The future is, is doing what we've done in the past. There you go, going teaching this, you know, faith, you know, teaching Back to the that, that Jesus, Jesus saved, Jesus heals, and Jesus is coming again. You know, and I do believe we're living in the last days, and you know, we're we're here to, um, you know, God called us to start Bible schools, and we're doing them around the world, and you know, we we have the the pleasure to to be able to, to help help these you know, these these graduates around the world start Bible schools to have more graduates. And, you know, I, I think the one thing that makes me the most proud was I know my grandfather used to always be proud of, of you know, we got Rhema graduates that are ministering all around the world and every continent of, of, of the earth. You know, the, the sun never sets on a Rhema graduate. But the great thing about it is now the sun never sets on a Rhema student. Yeah. I mean, we're training men and women around the world, you know, and, you know, even in countries that don't even exist on, on Joe's map. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They've know. been renamed and subdivided. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Named, you know, and it's just awesome. I mean, I know, I know we're running out of time, but, but just countries that we prayed for back in the eighties, yeah. you know, that were behind yeah. the iron curtain mm-hmm. that, that now we're, we're, we're graduating, you know, graduates, you know, f- from their countries. And it's just, it's just so awesome to see what God's doing around the world and, you know, to be able to just, to to be a part of it. Yeah. Amen. You know, and, and, you know, and the great thing about it is, is think about this. When, when Brother Hagen started Rama, or I guess my dad started Rama, Brother Hagen had the idea to start, you know, Rama turned to my, my dad and said, you start the school. And, you know, the whole goal was to train 50 students a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, 50 students, you know, a year. And, um, you know, it's just snowballed. Yeah. And it's just, just a, a blessing. And we're just trying to hang on. And, you know, and, and for some of you people out there, you're, you're thinking, well, man, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Well, you know, I, I don't think we all, you know, 100 percent know everything, you know, and, you know, obviously, if 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 Joe knew it all when he came to Rainbow, you know, I mean, I mean, he, you know, he, he might have had ideas that he wanted to do, but but that wasn't always God's plan. And, and some of the things that, that he had plans to do it was it was not his timing. It was God's timing, mm-hmm. you know, that, right. that and so maybe you're out there listening and you're thinking, man, 
I don't know what I want to do, but but I know I need to learn more about the Word. And so we encourage you to check out Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. If you go on the website, um, you know, look at the information. You know, you maybe you pray about it. Not maybe, but do pray about it. Um, give us your information. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and talk to you more about Rama. Send you more information and and try to get you here on campus and you know and, and talk to you more about Rama Bible Training College. It's a wonderful place. Um, like I said. Also, you can consider coming to camp meeting um, July 25th to the 30th. Um, we have camp meeting um, three services a day, I guess, with two services on Sunday and then three services Monday through Friday. Um, wonderful time um, right here on the Rhema Bible Training College campus. And it's, it's a great time. Um, and we encourage you to, you know, just to check that out, rbtc.org. Well, Joe, you have anything else you want to say before we dismiss um our podcast we kind of went along on this one yeah no it's just great to be with you guys uh, as always and i think you know what what tony and craig you've reiterated at at the end here is just um you know the answer is yes sir mm-hmm. yeah. right. the answer is yes sir well what it, what was the question you, you don't really need to know the question yet the answer is yes sir right. concerning your relationship with the lord wherever that would be and uh, and sometimes we don't get all you know all the all the things that we wish we would or all all the detail to it but um you know the best that we know it, it, if it's following after peace or if it's it's walking walking you know in a direction and i remember years ago uh we had winter bible seminar in the nrc uh, at that time and, and brother hagan said you know if you don't know if you're supposed to come to rhema or not well, why don't you all come on? I mean, the Lord will forgive you. The yeah. Lord will forgive you for going to two years of Bible school. Yeah. <laughs> and what he what he was saying is, just don't get don't don't need or request or demand audible voices or things written in the sky to follow His plan. Uh, at, so you know, if if you have an inkling towards a direction, take some steps towards it. And if that's an inkling towards a direction of of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Rama Bible Training College. Um, I think is I think is a great place for everybody in their in the whole wide world. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Well, we hope you have a wonderful day, and and we're going to end today's program like we win every program here at Rama. We're bringing hope, hope help, help, and healing, healing to, to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.